The strategy that we use in my laboratory for research with my graduate students and other colleagues is twofold. We, we work at sea with out of small boats, which we uh, use to fish, to capture sharks, and then based upon the experiments and uh, the experimental objectives, which are in some cases just merely to put a tracking device on that shark and then to follow it, or other cases we bring the shark back to my laboratory and we do experiments in the laboratory of various kinds. Uh, I'm primarily a comparative physiologist, so we're interested in aspects of, of the vital functions of, of sharks, how these compare to other kinds of animals. And one of the most surprising things we discovered is as we got into it, there was a whole undiscovered aspect of, of shark physiology surrounding the function of the heart. The heart in a shark is similar to that of other fishes, but different in terms of the way it's innervated and also the way in which it responds to changes in pressure. What we've learned now over the years is that sharks have a very different hydraulic system for swimming compared, say, to a tuna or other kinds of bony fish. And this, uh, this system, this hydraulic system, necessitates large changes in pressure inside the animal during swimming. The muscles, the salomic cavity, and this affects the heart. And it affects the heart in a remarkable way in that the heart actually changes size as the fish is swimming. The heart, heart increases its stroke volume, which is a pretty surprising discovery. And then after a shark does this and swims and then it goes back to resting, the heart uh, declines back in size to its normal size. Currently in my laboratory we have three, three ongoing projects on sharks. One involves the continuation work on aspects of the, of the heart function, which involves both measuring pressures in the heart and also measuring the way in which the chambers of the heart fill, the processes by which that occurs in the cardiac cycle. Then we have field work. The field work involves uh, work on thresher sharks. Now, uh, thresher sharks are uh, the ones with a very long tail, and they can bat things around. And what we've been interested in is their movement patterns. Threshers and makos are heavily fished in Mexican waters. And these are commercially important in the United States, but we have really no information about how intensively they're fished south of the border. So we have research endeavors in that regard too. We collaborate with, uh, with Mexican scientists and try to amass data on the effect of, of the artisanal fishery on the capture of makos, threshers, and other, other elasmobranchs in coastal waters. We have started, as part of our interest in marine protected areas, we have started a research program through the Southern California uh, Bite, or the Southern, Southern California Bite Elasmobranch Consortium, which is a collection of researchers uh, spanning from the Los Angeles area down to Baja California. All of us with a kind of a shared focus on promoting the study of the biology of these animals with respect to the issues of conservation and the involvement of, of management practices that ensure the sustainability of these organisms. I think probably the, the central issue is that they are terribly at risk with respect to the future demands of a growing human population on this planet. They are no longer the apex predators in the sea. Humans are. And the shark biology does not sustain does not allow us to sustainably fish sharks 
and ha expect them to hold their numbers simply because they cannot reproduce fast enough to, to match the, way in, the rate at which they're being taken from the ocean.